What's up, what's up, what's up, you beautiful and sexy you? You are tuned in to Get What You Want with host Jessica Brothers. Sharing these secrets to feeling powerful, healthy, and ageless so you can stop that cycle you're in and break free to live the incredible quality of life you deserve. Welcome to the Get What You Want podcast. This episode is sponsored by freehealthybook.com. If you would like to know why you feel tired, unmotivated, and can't lose that last weight, and how to start feeling powerful, healthy, and ageless, then go to freehealthybook.com. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Get What You Want podcast with your host, Jessica Brothers. We have an incredible guest today. His name is Dr. Dennis Shavelson. And we are talking about the magic of movement from the ground up. We're so excited you're here. Let's begin. Welcome, Dr. Dennis Shavelson, to the show. I am grateful you're here. And I'm so excited and looking forward to our conversation. Dr. Dennis is going to spread his years of knowledge amongst all of us today. I'm excited because everyone who watches me knows I love learning, especially when it comes to the body. Welcome, Dr. Dennis, to the Get What You Want podcast. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. I'm so excited that you uh, extended me the invite for me to uh, share some, some things with the folks out there. Absolutely. So why don't you first uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background. Who is Dr. Dennis Shavelson? Okay, I'm a, I'm a board certified foot and ankle surgeon, a podiatrist and um, a former chief of podiatry at Beth Israel Medical Center and uh, very academically oriented diabetic limb salvage. Uh, COVID hit and my office in the financial district was, the building was boarded up for three and a half months. Everyone started working from home and that was the end of my practice. So I have five kids and seven grandchildren and I moved down to to Tampa, Florida where one of the kids and three of my grandchildren are. And now I, I didn't take my podiatry license. I'm a health coach. And I work in a fitness center. Mm, wonderful. And so, right uh, when when you signed up for this podcast, you sent me some pictures of kind of what you want to talk about today. And there's a lot of importance in that. And I feel there's a lot of importance in that because we are being more accepting, which is a good thing. But when there's good, there's also another side of that too. For me, it raises some health risks as well. And we're starting to accept um, different body shapes. And I want to say this very gracefully and very carefully. As humans, we love everybody. As humans, we want everyone to be happy. And I know you're connected like that. But the human... And, and the happiness for me is separate because one is spirit and one is body. And when we start allowing people to think it's okay 
to carry around an unhealthy body, does that pose health risks? Tell me a little bit about those pictures you shared. Okay, well, I, I shared you um, a picture of Bruce Lee and a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I asked the public which body type they would like to be, and then I can share somebody obese. Uh, you know, uh, obese is going to be the number one body type in the United States within the next five to eight years. Yes, um, and that. so it's it's uh think of a woman who's pregnant carrying an extra 40 pounds and the drain on her life uh but think of in my case starting from the ground up uh there's nothing more that collapses the foot and collapses the posture than extra weight since the main force that we're working against is the pull of the earth downward and then the hard ground is called ground reactive force, the smack of hitting that hard ground with the earth pulling us downward. Uh, the more you weigh, the more that force is. So a 100 pound person would have a 100 pound ground reactive force and a 300 pound person. And then we're talking about the risks of diabetes, they call it comorbidities, heart disease, high cholesterol. Um, it, it's just a uh, it's a time bomb situation, probably probably taking 10 to 15 years off your life. Mm -hmm. um, and then your functional life, who's going to win the race? You know, who's going to, I don't know why, who's going to fit into the, the best dress size or shoe size? or um, So I think everybody understands that, but a lot of our overeating is related to stress. And certainly around these days between COVID and politics and, and health risks and wars, and I, I can go on and on, uh, our stress is huge. And it's a natural tendency for humans to eat when they're stressed. Mm -hmm. You know, you love to have an ice cream cone once every two weeks, but not a quart of ice cream every night. And, and there's food for enjoyment uh, that relieves stress, but... Uh, Lots of lots of food is is just overeating from anxiety and stress. It is, and this topic could not be more important. Uh, my my company, our mission is to impact the health of the world by creating a new momentum in the right direction, and and getting uh, at least one percent of the world into better health and create that that shift in momentum because chronic disease is at an all-time high and this is i know i hear this is exactly what you are talking about and again i just want to reiterate accepting people as who they are is what we should be doing as humans but that is their personality that is their spirit that is separate from their actual human body yeah, I, I don't know if the audience knows the famous singer and star Jennifer Hudson, but Jennifer Hudson has been very obese and she's been more, I don't know what you want to call it, more, uh, less obese, let's call it. And when you look at an obese person, Jennifer, you know, uh, you would say, gee, I wonder what she'd look like. She'd look so much better if she weighed less. And you'd never look at Jennifer, you know, Lawrence, the the smaller person and say, man, I want, she'd look so much better if she was gigantic. So 
We all know it's not something, it's like saying, I know if I'm drinking too much alcohol or putting heroin in my veins, I know it's not good for me, but how do I get control of it? How do I, and the answer is by eating better and, and moving your body more. And there's something called endorphins in the brain, which are um, like a, a stimulant. Uh, it's called the happy high um, that you get when you're active. And the bigger you are and the more you're sitting on the couch and the more your feet and knees and hips and back hurt, um, you, you're afraid to get up and take that first step. It's so much easier to just sit there and eat ice cream. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because obesity does start, I believe, in the head. It is a, a mental illness that we play out into our body, like the, the eating uh, maybe it is lack of movement because I completely agree with that. A body emotion likes to stay in motion, right? A body at rest likes to stay at rest because it takes so much energy to bring it into motion and uh, lack of those endorphins or lack of that dopamine or lack of that serotonin. Uh, you know, it people struggle people struggle to make a better choice for themselves. And when they're not making the better choices for themselves, it shows up physically on your body. And again, um, you know, if you're heavier at one point and you become less heavy, it's not that your personality changes. You're still, you still have an incredible personality, but when you're heavier, you're not as loving to yourself or trusting of yourself or as connected to yourself because you are making decisions that you you know don't align with you. And I, I think I'm here saying to you that you're not as functional, period. Yes. You're just not as functional. Absolutely. So if there yeah. was a fire, who's gonna, which one of you is going to get down the stairs soon enough? Uh, which one of you could run after a bus? Uh, which one of you, it, it's, a, it's a functional piece. And, and again, it's, I'm going to comment that there's exogenous and endogenous. We're, we're born with a certain body type. And there are studies that show if oh, oh, people come from an obese family and are adopted into a thin family, 80% of them grow up you know, heavy set. So that's the endogenous piece. But then you don't have to accept that during the course of your life. You can make changes and adjustments and, you know, you're you're born in a family that's tone deaf and you could learn to be an opera singer. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is, uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of insight of, of how I help people with this because of our genes, those body types play out. Correct. All those body types uh, we're born with are embedded in our genes. And what me and my team do is we get snapshots of what those genes look like. So if we're, if people could be more educated on how to understand our body, so maybe they're not getting the, the endorphin rush because they're not moving, or maybe they're not getting enough serotonin and they feel depressed, or maybe they're not getting enough dopamine. So they become addicted to things that release that dopamine. Right. And that is a lack of your gene, a certain gene firing properly. So when my team and I get that blueprint of what your genes look like, we can educate you on exactly how to support that so that is no longer a challenge, which 
creates all these chronic diseases, especially obesity. There's a gene in our body that if it's broken or not showing up all the time, we crave carbs so much. We think it's us. We think we have lack of willpower, but it's actually a way for your body to get a, a biochemical reaction happening so that you can function. So in a way, it's a challenge for people. And I believe that obesity stems a lot from that too. So this is such an important topic. Well, I'll, I'll segue a, a couple of places. The first one is, God forbid, if you've ever been around somebody who's passing away, their life is ending, mm -hmm. use the term shutting down. That's your body turning off its energy, turning off its brain, turning off its lung. And that's what people are doing basically when they're not functional and, and they're not eating right and they're not living life uh, towards a, a the, the brain thinks that you're shutting down. The part, you don't need to run fast because you're just never going to have to run fast ever again. You're shutting down. Yes. And then the other thing you're talking about, genetic type, well, my life is based upon a patent that I have that there are five different foot types. And once your foot type uh, we would find out where the collapse in your foot is in the back, middle, or front of the foot. And then we could make corrections to that. And that would give, uh, I, I, I educate with a, with a Chinese things that people would relate to. So when you're 20, your bones stop growing. And at that moment, let's say you're a size 10, you're a man and your shoe size is a 10. And now as you age, you're now 45 and you're 12 those extra two shoe sizes are collapsed in your feet and posture. The bones have stopped growing. It's not called growth anymore. That's called collapse. Mm. And basically the foot collapses by getting longer, wider, and flatter. So if your foot is getting longer, it's probably also getting wider. Maybe you're getting bunions and hammer toes and things like that. But the thing that I'm educating people about is simultaneously your knees are knocking and your hips are, are held in, and your back is lordosed and stenosing. And so the number of the three most uh, common surgeries now in orthopedics is knee replacement, hip replacement, spinal fusion. And they go, one, they go first you get your knees done, then you get your hips replaced, then you get your spine fused. And all of that relates to a collapsed foot as the cause. We, we have the spirit, we have the body, and we have the earth. And the foot is the place that attaches us to the earth. Yes. There are therapists that say, well, your hip is bad and your hip is causing your flat feet. No, I'm sorry to say the power of gravity on the hard ground is much stronger. And that foot has to balance us. Think about an elephant on one leg on a beach ball. Mm. And, and, you know, that's what we're talking about on what, what kind of balance could a, you know, somebody who's overweight or somebody who's not eating right, so their brains are not functioning properly. Yes. And there's a system of, of um, a mechanism where the brain is basically getting information from the bottom of the foot to relate what, what uh, you know, how we're, we're, we should plan standing and moving. And that goes back to the brain. The brain then signals the muscles and tells them how to act. And any change in that entire chain uh, if, if you're the same way you get Alzheimer's, uh, there's a study by a guy named Drillis, 
and in the 40s. And he said, as we age, we, we walk slower and take smaller steps. And then he said, but I'm calling that senile walking. And you, you can walk at, at, as you did at 80 when you walked at, you know, at 40. And that's what I'll say. If you're walking like this at 40 and I keep you walking like this till 80, would you pay me some money? You know, yes. would, would you think my services are worth something? Yes. And so Absolutely. the same, the same thing. And it's, it's little things. It's, it's not, yes. um, it, it's not, it, it, I don't know if people can see, but it's, it's not making you a loser if right. you can't do it. Uh, it only makes you a loser if you're not trying, if you're not using coaches and trainers and mentors mm -hmm. and, and a support system. And, and the medical community has stopped. Now they're looking at their iPod. They don't, they don't even know what your body type is. They're just looking down at this iPod and, and you're sitting in the waiting room waiting and they your, your third question, they tell you to make another appointment when a coach or mentor or, or will answer the 40th question, unless they think the question is, you know, our right. carrots, green, you know, green. Well, they're not, you know, I'm not going to answer that question. So there, there's a, a relationship and a support system that exists from people that are um, like-minded. And the, the hardest step is the first jet step towards a gym or towards the outside to walk or out of the apartment. I tell people to walk down their hallways. There's another thing. If I, I said to you, you know, uh, can you do a hundred push-ups? And you might say to me, I can't. And then I'll say to you, well, can you do two push-ups? And you go, yeah, I can. Well, do two push-ups 50 times a day. And at the end of the day, you'll have done a hundred push-ups and the research shows you'll get almost the same benefit. A week later, you'll be doing three push-ups at 30 times a day. And then, uh, then at some point, somebody will compliment you that you look better in your clothes and you look like you're walking a little faster. You got a bigger smile on your face and you seem to be processing things better. Yes. I, I hope you all are listening very, very carefully to, to the, all of this. Uh, you are dropping some really great nuggets, Dennis. Great points that people really need to hear and, and not just hear, but really just embody because you're giving so much for how people can literally change their life starting right now. And I agree that everything starts from the foot and goes up because we're upright so much. So how could it not stem from the bottom, right? If our base is off, then everything else is gonna be off. And our whole body will shift just to make sure our eyes are at the horizon. So if, you're, if one leg is shorter than the other, and, and your hips are off, your knees are off, your shoulders are off, your spine is off, everything's going to adjust. Excuse me, and, and your perspective of the earth is off. Yes. You're actually tilted to the earth. Yes. So So if you're skiing, you're going to ski better to one side than the other because mm. you're tilted. Absolutely. So I, I we, we are 100% on the same page. And to me, you're coming from... Uh, Let's say I, I'm functioning as a health coach. My strength is in human movement and uh, brain attachment and symmetry and things of that nature. And your attachment is uh, once you're moving out there, how do you fuel the, the engine? 
Yes. And how do you get the engine to stay working, you know, for a long time? It sits in the garage too long. You, you know, the battery goes dead and, and all kinds of things don't happen. So there's a marriage here um, uh, that is holistic that the allopath, you know, the general medical community, uh, insurance companies don't pay for prevention. They don't pay for performance enhancement. They don't pay for quality of life upgrading. They only pay for get sickness. Mm. They, they pay for when you're broken and they'll pay to fix it, but only well enough that something else is going to break. They so, never teach you how to get beyond that. It's so true. They want to keep us in that, in that little, that, that mainly that darkness, just give us little bits of light at a time, which we think are light, but you and I both know that the only way to really heal is to know your body, move your body, feed your body properly and feed your brain and your spirit and your connection to yourself properly. It's that to me is optimal health. It is feeding and movement of the body and then connecting with your, your spirit. That is optimal health because when everything aligns there, Oh my gosh, people don't even know how good Let, you're supposed to change feel. the word spirit to happiness. Yes, I love that. I am on board with that, Dennis, because happiness it, it's you know, yes. It's uh if you don't smile all day, if you smiled, if yesterday you didn't smile all day and today you smiled, you would eat better and function better and be better. So true. Do you know yeah, how many people really. How many people, I smile at every person that I come in contact with. It's one of my superpowers to spread happiness and good energy. And mm -hmm. it's always amazing to me how many people resist the smile to not smile back. And I always then send out to them, ask yourself why you're resisting. Why do people resist? Why do they resist happiness? And that's, that's sadness to me because we all deserve that. We all deserve I think, that. Um, I think there's a big challenge here now for anybody who has spent their life, let's say, yo-yoing, you know, eating one awful diet that, that makes them thinner and then eating another awful diet that makes them fat again, but never establishing a maintenance diet. And it's the same thing with exercise and activity. Mm -hmm. The reason that a gym tries to get you talked into that second year is they know after four weeks, 80% of the people are never coming back. And so if they get you for an extra year, that that's their commission. You know, now that I always said to myself, how can they have 4,000 members in this gym? And the reason is the people are using the membership. So, um, yeah, there's so many... Uh, it's not your fault. It's it's not your fault. And even if it was your fault, you have you're you're not a, a snail or or a you know or a parrot. You're a human being that has the ability to make changes to what you were gifted, uh, you know, from the start. And and uh, the thing that I love about this COVID is awful, awful, awful. But the thing I love about COVID, it made everybody sedate. We were all sitting home. We were all not exercising. We were all eating strangely. We were all not touching people and hugging people and socializing. So this is your big moment when everybody else is sort of learning how to come out the same way that you are. 
because they're all stunted. I, I get people who say to me, everything was fine until COVID ended and I went outdoors and now my knees are killing me. And now all I'm doing is taking the same four block walk to the grocery store and carrying home the same groceries. But now when I get home, I, I'm in total pain. And the reason is that you, you got weaker and maybe gained some weight and, and maybe weren't thinking smart. And, and so the, the, every one of us is, is uh, because of COVID, is suffering from some of that. Yes. You know, who, who didn't kiss their grandchild for 22 months? Yes. My, I, I said I have five, seven grandchildren. My seven-year-old grandchildren, has grandchild Liam, has been with a mask for half his life. What is that going to do to him? That makes me sad. What, what is that going to, you know, this little kid growing up mm. it, it's sitting in school with a mask on or, or sitting at home or, you know, no more friends. Ugh, ugh, ugh. So yes. um, there, there are good gifts. It's, it's a COVID is a challenge that the next COVID you'll be struck. Who dies from COVID? Old, weak, sick, heavy people. Who dies? I, seriously, who dies from the flu? Who, who the, the, the herd of, of wild beasts in, in the jungle, uh, the lion is chasing after the herd, and who do they get? They get the weak, sick old ones. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the young ones don't turn around to help them. Mm -hmm. They run away. Yeah. And that's part of the natural, you know, the, the course of survival and, and et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. It, it's, and, you know, you could always point to some hundred year old heavyset person who smoked and, and, and drank and lived a great life. And I always say, well, that guy could have lived till 170. Mm. You know, it's, it, it that's, uh, I'm 76 years old and, Recently, I've lost 30 pounds and I'm more active. I'm playing pickleball. Wow. I'm doing things. I'm practicing what I preach. Yes. And and um, uh, the folks out there, look up, or if you remember a guy named Jack LaLanne. Mm -hmm. Jack LaLanne invented the food processor. He invented yes. the gymnasium. He invented so many things. And at 90, he was like pulling tanks with his teeth. <laughs> um and swimming the atlantic ocean and and you know and he you know he himself became the the role model of, of you know how we should be and and again my my preaching is to be bruce lee mm -hmm. you, you know you want to be flexible you want to be adaptable yes. you want to be movable so let me explain this uh, again foot to the brain Mm -hmm. We all know that we have a dominant side of the brain. We all know we're either right-handed or left-handed. Mm -hmm. Yet we don't understand that our shoes come in pairs, but our feet, have, we have the dominant side of function because we have a dominant brain. And so everybody, so I, I give, I give um, education about when, when someone's kicking the soccer ball, their left leg, I'm lefty, so their left leg is planted to get power and their right leg is kicking if both legs were planted, they would never kick. And if both legs tried to kick, they'd be on their butts. So it's it's the brain teaches us how to work together, coordinate our left and right side. And left-handed people, for instance, uh, it's a right-handed world. We open up doorknobs with our right hand. We shake with our right hand. Instruments and can openers are right-handed uh, instruments. I have left-handed surgical instruments. Otherwise, I wouldn't be as good a surgeon because instruments are made right-handed. 
uh, the hole in the scissor is bigger for your for your right thumb than your left thumb. So, but we don't understand that at the foot, that balance has to be there and 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 removed thousands of times a day so that we when I'm going to the left, one foot is moving to the left and the other one's my plant foot and letting me go get there. And so uh I, again, I, I guess this is sort of when I teach people human movement from the ground up immediately by fixing their feet, I'm giving them stability, support, balance, strength, and, and, and symmetry. And if they have a short leg, I put a lift under that short leg. Mm. You know, what would you do if you were in a restaurant and the table was wobbly? Would you let your plate slide off or would you put a couple of matchbooks underneath? So I'm the matchbooks. And most doctors don't think of themselves as a matchbook. They, they whatever, whatever, whatever. Absolutely. So, if uh, if I could reach one or two people, um, you know, during this this podcast, um, I would feel accomplished because those people are going to see changes in their lives. Other people are going to see them as role models and say, "Now I can do this." And now, I guess that's another thing that just struck my mind. Don't stay around people that are, I don't know what, the wrong people. Yes. If all, if all your friends are eating a quart of ice cream, you should choose some other friends. Don't yes. let all of them go, but find out, you know, take some of them out of your life and find someone who takes a quart of ice cream and has it six days. Yes. You know, it's that's another mistake we make. You know, we, so we tend truth. to- This episode is sponsored by freehealthybook.com. If you would like to know why you feel tired, unmotivated, and can't lose that last weight, and how to start feeling powerful, healthy, and ageless, then go to freehealthybook.com. That's freehealthybook.com. Wow, Dennis, this is uh, this is this is amazing. Truly amazing to connect with you, for you to share all your knowledge. And I got one more question for you. What are your top three tips to give our audience listening right now? What are your top three tips for them? Okay. Um, what I want to do is, is uh, give some simple things that can be done that would teach your brain how to read your feet and teach your brain to want to move you more and such. And so uh, some of them are probably going to sound silly, but when you think about it, it makes total sense because the neurons in our brain uh, are wired to do certain things. And if, our, if we're not doing anything different with life, if we're just sitting on the couch eating ice cream, the new cells in your brain never have to get wired to anything different. Mm. So my first advice is to eat your meals twice a week with the opposite hand. Wow. Cool. Because then that. you will you will teach the dexterity of your other hand uh, uh, more and and wire your brain differently. And the second one is almost all of us uh, when we're walking we start with our dominant leg. So if you're right-handed, you always move your right hand, your right hand, your right foot in first. And what I'm suggesting is when you're thinking about it and just taking a walk, purposely start with the left foot and you'll be wiring your brain differently. And then you're gonna see that when you're, I don't know what, when you're reaching down to get a penny, you'll have an easier time of getting down because you've taught your brain some adaptability mm. that it didn't have two hours before. Mm. And then 
The third one is uh, I always try and end things with two expressions. The first one is live, love, laugh, and be happy and forgive and forget. Too many people hold on to things deep in their, you know, this guy owes me $10 from 40 years ago and, uh, and it's disturbing me. And that leaves no room in your brain for some happy thought. Mm. so forgive and forget and live every day live love laugh and be happy i love that and you just made me aware i didn't even know i was doing it but uh i live on the fourth floor of my complex and i purposely take the stairs every single time and uh i always make sure that when i because i do two stairs at a time and then i walk and then i go up the next set every time i do the next set i always make sure i use my opposite foot that starts first and i yes. didn't realize i was doing it i just wanted to change things up uh but you just brought me to to that being aware and it's just proof right that when you're outside your comfort zone that's where growth happens when when you're on a treadmill uh you're not training your brain anything new when you take a walk outside you see different colors you stop and look at a store you see a bird you you see so the the panorama changes and you're constantly training your brain to adapt to the next mm -hmm. what you're doing is adapting yourself to sit on a couch and eat ice cream you get really good at it yes you probably can eat it fast with even a small spoon you, you know you just get really good at it yes wow so incredible those so are my powerful three tips. so powerful dennis thank you so much for being on our show and spreading your wealth of education you gave some great tips some great nuggets for people and i know that you've inspired at least a couple people today and that ripple effect is going to go beyond anything that we know which uh is, is so beautiful to me. So thank you for being on well, the show. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. And uh, this is the audience. Uh, I've lectured in front of 4,000 physicians at the, the you know, sports medicine conference. Wow. Uh, and and I'd rather talk to, to, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, the people and, and you know, give them, uh, my dad drove a yellow cab and I grew up in inner city Brooklyn and God bless America. I became a doctor, but I still know how to hang around with people, you know, inner city people from Brooklyn. That's, you great. know, I've never lost it. That's fantastic. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in to Dennis Shavelson, the wonderful doctor connected and being on the get what you want podcast with your host jessica brothers have a fantastic day until next time rock your day love yourself today own your life because the choice is in your hands see you later everyone